Hi, Tim Roy. Welcome back to Warriors.com as we continue to mock the 2013 NBA draft. We're now to pick number three. The uh, Cleveland Cavaliers took uh, Noel from Kentucky with the first pick. Nerlens Noel, the seven-footer who only weighs around 210 pounds. And then Ben McLemore, uh, the shooting guard from Kansas who has some good upside, good shooter, six foot five. And, of course, he played only one year at Kansas. He went to the Orlando Magic, though as we go to tape here, uh, there are reports that the Magic are shopping uh, that number two pick. But for our mock draft, uh, Noel and uh, McLemore have gone one and two. And that brings us to the Washington Wizards. And to help us with that, from the Washington Post, longtime beat writer uh, covering the Wizards, Michael Lee joins us. And, Michael, a 29-53 record. But it's a little deceiving because when John Wall came back, uh, this team played uh, some pretty good basketball coming down the stretch. Yeah, they finished the season 24-25 with John Wall in the lineup. Um, but, you know, they only were able to have John Wall and Nene and Bradley Bill in the lineup for 22 games, and they were 15-7. and seven. So um, I think they were encouraged by the fact that when they got their primary three guys on the court, they had some success. Of course, there's also concern that they can't get those guys on the court. <laughs> so I think that if they can have those guys relatively healthy, especially Bill and Wall, for most of the season, they feel optimistic that they could put together a playoff team going the next year, at least a team that could be in contention for the playoffs. By our count, we look at the, the roster right now, there's six or seven guys that are unrestricted free agents? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the core is essentially intact. I mean, the one free agent that I think they have a priority to bring back is Martell Webster, um, who was one of the top three-point shooters in the league last year, really fit in um, with the squad, uh, shot the lights out, and just his personality uh, fit with the team. He, he brought a lot of energy and laughter to the locker room, so a lot of guys liked him. So he's definitely a priority to bring back. Uh, the problem is that um, because of their salary situation. They don't have enough money to offer him anything uh, more than the mid-level exception, so uh, that'll be enough to keep him around, and I think they'll, they'll look to try to bring him back. Um, otherwise, you know, they'll have to find other options. I mean, Trevor Reza still is, uh, you know, on, on the roster. If he opts in, he'll, 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 he and Omeka Okafor are pretty much sure to, um, you know, pick up their options for next season, so they'll be in a lineup and a reason. Still, he's a starter. He was a starter until he got hurt. So, um, depending on how everything works out with Martell, they still have pretty much have the team that they had last year coming back. Tell me a little bit about the, this core. And let's start with John Wall because, obviously, with being a number one pick, he the overall number one pick, he's going to be scrutinized until he retires. But did he take a step forward this year in terms of his leadership? Now, granted, he still, you know, he still needs to, to work on that jump shot. But, but did he take any steps forward when he came back? I think he took more steps forward with his jump shot than his leadership, to be honest. Uh, um, because I think that he finally took, had the confidence to take the shot. In the past, he was frightened. Whenever teams rolled under uh, pick and rolls and left him, you know, basically dared him to shoot, he would panic. And a lot of times, he either wouldn't shoot or he would just throw the ball up just to, because he felt obligated to. But I think through his workouts this last summer, he worked out around. McClanahan, the same trainer who worked out with Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose and then Kevin Love, and he really just worked on being consistent with his motion and being more confident. And I think that that led to some really um, phenomenal games. He scored 47 on Memphis and had 37 on Indiana. Those are the two of the top defensive teams in the league, and he really exploded against those squads. And I think he gained a lot of confidence. So um, as a leader, I think that 
he, he was challenged uh, at one point by Mecca Okafor because he struggled at one point during the season, and his attitude really wasn't um, helping the team. So I think that he needed to have a veteran kind of push him to understand what his responsibilities are to the team. And I think after that um, exchange they had in March or at the end of February, John was a totally different player, and he started to have his teammates rally behind him. And I think that, you know, he's a young guy. He had never been around talented players, you know, who really cared about winning before. And I think this was his first time being around that. So he's still learning as a leader and still developing into being what they hope he can be as a number one pick. Bradley Beal making uh, an all-rookie team. What was your evaluation of his first year? Bradley Beal was really impressive because he was a guy that you could tell he got better each day. And um, I think that's really all you can hope for out of a rookie. You know, he was a little bit overwhelmed right away. Um, but once he started figuring out where he could get his shots and, and uh, you know, just got a rhythm and got his confidence, it really was just you could just see it. The, the light bulb just went off, and he was having big nights. He was shooting the ball well, and he was doing the little things. I don't think people, they may see that he shot the ball pretty well once John Wall came back, but he also rebounded, and he seemed to find a way to find to make big plays whenever they needed somebody to get a rebound. He would even get blocked shots. He would do a lot of things that you shouldn't expect from a guy who is still 19 years old. <laughs> I, mean, he, I mean, that's one thing. He was a uh, a phenomenal guy who took on a leadership role with the team, really, uh, just at, at a very young age. And I think guys respected him because he worked hard and he puts in, um, you know, just he, he never cheats them on effort. And I think that was just the impressive thing for a guy one year removed from high school to come in and just have just the poise the uh, and the work ethic that, you know, you really want from your veterans. Jan Vesely got so much attention with a draft night kiss but are the Wizards ready to kiss him goodbye? Well, it's going to be a big summer for him. Um, he has to show them something because his first two years, I don't know whether it was stage fright or what, but he just did not respond to being the number one, number six pick, their, their number one choice two years ago. And he just just really shrunk under the fact that there was competition for minutes. Uh, they added Mecca over for Trevor Reza. And, um, you know, he really had to fight for his minutes, and they weren't there for him. They weren't given to him as they were his rookie year. And uh, it's hard to say, but I think if he doesn't come through with a big summer uh, in summer league and also he's going to be playing for the Czech Republic national team this year, well, have a chance to kind of get his confidence and start to take on a leadership role with that squad. If he doesn't have a big summer, they don't have to pick up his option for his fourth year. So they could either look to move him or – this might be his last year in Washington if they don't pick up his option for his fourth year. So it's a critical summer. He has to take the next step or any step because so far right now he's looking like a bust. The Wizards have the third overall pick, the 37th and the 54th. But before I ask you to make the pick for the Wizards, I have to uh, do uh, a little bit of a selfish question here. Uh, do you have any good uh, Sam Cassell stories? Uh, other than the fact that he still wishes that he was a member of the team and spends a lot of time shooting drills and, uh, you know, having shooting contests with players, not really. But uh, he, he still feels like he can suit up. And he, he likes to tell players repeatedly how many points he scored, how many championships he won, and how they're just not ready to challenge him. So he's definitely provides some entertainment for the, for the group. 
Well, you know, if he wasn't coaching in the NBA or affiliated with the league, I could very easily see him down at the wire at the park, you know, just <laughs> still still playing and talking trash and, and doing all oh, that stuff. Well, he does that every day in practice. So you, if you guarantee to see him in practice, he's going to be engaged with Bradley or John and saying, come over here, let me show you something. You know, just let him know that he, he has some game back in the day. Nerlens Noel went to Cleveland. Ben McLemore goes to the Orlando Magic. If the draft works this way, uh, the Washington Wizards on the clock and David Stern comes to the podium, which, of course, will be the last time we'll see him do uh, such an honor. Uh, what does he say when the Wizards take the number three pick? I believe he's going to say they're going to take Otto Porter uh, from Georgetown. Um, the Wizards right now are still trying to decide between him and UNLV forward Anthony Bennett. Um, Bennett would give them a score. You know, they were one of the lowest scoring teams in the league last year. Um, and he's a guy, you know, who can play the four, but also probably play the three a little bit. But I think overall, Porter's probably the best fit because he could play a role sort of similar to Tayshaun Prince or Shane Battier and kind of be that wing perimeter defender who can hit, you know, the occasional um, three and do so many things that, that fit with uh, Will and well, Bill and Wall. I think that when you just his total package, the fact that he played there at Georgetown, the owner went to Georgetown, there's so many um, you know, things he doesn't have to adjust to move into a different place. He's familiar with D.C. area, and I just think he, he's a great fit just from the, his skill set. He's a great defender. He was a great shooter in college, and he can also be a playmaker sometimes to take the pressure off the wall and Bill. So I think right now, going in, I, I could see them taking Otto Porter with the third pick. Seven, one and a half wingspan. He averaged 16 points and, of course, uh, did very well in the glass two at 7.5 per night. So Otto Porter uh, stays in the district and will play for the Wizards. Uh, Michael Lee, we appreciate your time. We know you're covering the NBA Finals for the Washington Post. So if people want to find out what you're writing about on the Twitter, uh, what is your handle, sir? Mr. At Mr. Michael Lee. Um, but I'm still writing about the Wizards as well while I'm out here in San Antonio. So there's a whole lot of information coming from this direction right now. Well, I follow Michael Lee on Twitter. You should as well. Michael, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So a quick recap. Noel to the Cavaliers. McLemore goes to the Orlando Magic. And the small forward out of Georgetown, six foot nine, Otto Porter, goes to the Washington Wizards. We're done with three picks in our 2013 NBA mock draft. Next up on the clock, the Charlotte Bobcats. I, Tim Roy, for Warriors.com.